Welcome to the Anime Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Zach. Joining me as always, we have Ren. Hi. Mason. Hello. And Justin. What's up? And today we're going to be talking about music, music and anime, openings, endings, uh, and just everything that has to do with an instrument or singing. Let's get into it. But first, Justin, you're relatively new to anime. Do you have any questions that you might want answers for? There's no shame. No shame. Not currently. I'm sure as the podcast progresses, I will subtly raise my hand and you want to be like, yes, Justin, you have a question. Okay. Okay. Questions? Okay. It'll be perfect for an audio podcast <laughs> when he raises his hand. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I could just do my buffering symbol. You there we go. Yeah, 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 it yeah, is the gear it. turning the... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we all started somewhere. I have learned more as I've gone on than, you know, when I started. But, you know, I've also looked it up and, and spent time on too much time on the Internet. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like also like when we started talking to each other about this it was like really when we decided to get into more details of this. Like, no, I just remember a lot of times we'd be chilling in a voice chat. Mm-hmm. Right. And you go, hey, Ren, what's this word mean? <laughs> <laughs> Look at OK, just it's because you speak Japanese, not because you are japanese it does help it's both yes (laughs) i'm blinking twice if you can't hear it (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. but uh really no questions at all justin not at the moment but i will let you know perfect all right um start getting into the music i'll start it off what is a show right that you heard the opening it was so good that you decided let me look up this band and for me that's death parade oh bradio and their song flyers it's funky it's jazz it's some of the best vocals i've heard in a long time and i was like I love this song. Great opening, too, because it's this super happy and jovial and you're just super upbeat. It's about death. It's about what happens in death. It's about what happens in the afterlife. And the song is a complete counter to the show topic, but I loved it. The visuals were great. I looked up their whole album. I've downloaded their whole album. I followed Bradio since then, and that was 2016. So uh, I became a lifelong fan. Thank you, Death Parade. See, I don't think I've really dove into the, the band behind the anime. Right. I don't I don't think I've like done that at all. I've always liked a lot of the openings and and endings, for example, in um, Fruits Baskets. I really enjoy the first ending. Mm -hmm. And but I looked into it more and it was sung by a Filipino singer and she sung in Japanese. Quick question. The Fruits Baskets, the new the remake remake. Yeah. Yeah. Not the 90s. Not the 90s. Not the 90s version. Also good, by the way. Yeah. And then there was just a a lot of other like um, openings or endings that I just kind of noted and threw in a play. List, like mm-hmm. uh, the the whole Noragami, both seasons, Noragami, the, both the intros, both endings. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. It just got me in the mood for for the anime I was about to watch, and I find that very consistent throughout all the all the anime. I watch. Yeah, I would agree. I even on the way over here, I was listening to one of the Naruto intros. I believe it was number eleven. It's called Silhouette. <laughs> Kanaboom. Yes, sir. They're fantastic. Kanaboom is fantastic. The the who did the first uh the first intro for Shippuden? For Shippuden? Yeah. Okay, go. I I don't uh um, think it was okay. Was go. it it wasn't the It was flow. It was flow. Oh. That's what it was. It's right next to the song Okay, go. All my vote. There's also the intro to Aka 13 is one of my all-time favorites. It's very jazzy, very upbeat, you would say, like It's funky. Yeah, it's it's, it's funky jazz. Yeah, it conveys like a mystery. Something's going to happen. Also, Flow did Colors, which yeah. is the opening to Code Geass. They also Bang did um, Fighting Dreamers. We We don't know the lyrics, but we know the beat. We might get copyrighted straight. It's fine. It's so bad they can't copyright it. Right, exactly. One to one to the real thing. 
There's, I almost cried. <laughs> almost? You can even look up in my um, okay, YouTube good. history. If I look up a show that I have enjoyed, I've probably looked at the OV or the EP of it. Soul Eater EP number five, I believe, is my favorite out of that series. Episode five or ending five? ED. They're called EP. No, they're called ED. Ending. EDs, yeah. Ending. Oh, okay. Ending. Oh, well. Ending. Today we learned. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so... The two, let's see, anime soundtrack covers, or not covers, uh, just soundtracks that I've actually gone to listen to on Spotify after I watched it. First of all, notably, the Attack on Titan introduction. What a perfect, like, orchestrated, like, chorus. The... Oh, like, well, like wait, 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 wait. Which <laughs> season? Which season? Oh, um, or, uh, yeah. Well, the, the opening to the third one. Yeah, but it's just moments of us singing these songs, isn't it? Apologize in advance. It's yeah. like if uh, if this show Attack on Titan, it, w- it would have been great visually, you know, but like yeah. just the music is just like it adds so much depth and dimension to just like, oh, OK, like this, like this sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is one I, I would I would bop, you know, oh, I really yeah. like or just like get super hyped, like waiting for the show to happen. Well, something um, I noticed, especially in Attack on Titan, is not even just the OPs and EDs, the openings and endings, it's throughout the show. Yeah, the mm-hmm. how, the, how the music just influences the scene as a whole. How do you feel about yeah, that? 100%. Just, uh, you don't even realize when you're watching it, but the audio and visual elements of that, mm-hmm. you may watch it like a second or third time through and try to notice certain details in it, but the first time you're watching it, you are immediately in the Attack on Titan world. You're absorbing everything that's going on, and that is just something that you can compliment the people who created the anime that you just got so sucked in, you forgot the room that you were in you look around like oh wait i'm home i got so sucked into this anime i forgot what world that was in mm-hmm. that is the kind of show i give major props to oh yeah i mean the mm-hmm. first time i watched each of the attack on titan seasons i legitimately like got goosebumps oh, yeah. throughout the entire show mm-hmm. you know the the feeling of emotion kind of building up you don't know how to react i yeah i owe that all to like attack on titan that I, I still feel it every time i rewatch yeah. it and it is it's such it's such a, a good one especially if you're just starting out yeah like it's one of those things that will just spoil you right off the bat however attack on titan is definitely one of those shows where you do not know how to explain it to someone else without them looking at you like you're a crazy person yeah someone I mean, literally, how would you explain that well all the times it was explained to me minus you know they get around by shooting cables and they just like kind of zip around with huge swords and just slash at these giants by the way let's talk about the giants they are a giant non-anatomically correct naked giant like abnormal looking human dudes. creatures yeah just they have no dudes. genitalia yeah. but they are naked and nude and they basically terrorize this civilization behind like this huge wall and then you know a a lot of that is lost in translation you're just like wait what come back what is this anime about you you just need to watch it dude is this something i can watch with my parents in the room like (laughs) hell yes yes and then once you get into it you're like oh everything makes sense and it's just one of those universes that is just so well done and every element uh the elements behind what gets you really into a scene in an anime so any fight scene where they're battling um i'm totally blanking on the blonde haired woman titan um, the female titan the female titan that is what they call her or the armored titan or the first time they're seeing the colossal titan yeah Um, omit any names okay omit any of that it uh it really sucks you in and you don't even realize that you're being sucked in because not only is it visually appealing to to watch the actions action sequence but you're also like the music plays a big key role that you you don't even realize until you're watching it for a second or a third time or or even when you get to scenes that just completely just don't have music and it's all foley Mm -hmm. then you're just like whoa it's all yeah it's dead silent 
violent. This like, must be serious. Right. Like when they first introduced, I think they opened up the show with a uh, zoom in on Aaron's eye, right? It was just like dead quiet. And then like you hear some background noise and like, bam, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. What the fuck just happened? I don't think there's any music when um, their mom uh, gets eaten by the famous grinning titan. Ugh. It's very, uh. very unsettling. I think, well, yeah, that's a good way of doing it is a use of when to use, you know. Absence of sound. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't even think of the words. Um, it was blank, like the sound. Room tone. Right, <laughs> yeah. Attack on Titan's really good. I will always and forever go back to sports anime because that's that's my niche. I love that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's the only, maybe two types of anime that give me goosebumps because like you know when a hype moment's coming up because the music's starting to get faster it's starting to build up you're starting to get more of the feel and then it'll crescendo stop and then the drop will hit and then that'll be the moment that the the spiker spikes the ball he catches the game winning touchdown or he blows past the tackle gets the dunk whatever but you uh, I also love that in all of those moments everybody's always screaming go well no it's not just that they're like panning to the different what are they no no they're not spectators not just spectators but they're supposed to be like the representation of like explaining of what's going on the experts oh you have the panel so yeah they'll they'll but they're all having the same conversation in four different spots throughout the game right because they're going to be panning over to here and she's going to be talking about like oh he's able to make the dribble past the first defender and then to the to the other side of the coliseum there's oh my god now he's able to do a crossover step into a a a galaxy dunk or something like that and it's always like super yeah it's (laughs) (laughs) it's like a shooting star dunk dunk not dump what am i doing over here um Kuroko no baskets is a basketball anime it's, it's no it was badminton dude oh my God. i come on why always talk about badminton I here i thought it was putt putt golf oh. i said dribble <laughs> pause anyway yeah it's uh i love me some sports anime i love anime that the music is hyphy especially in those big moments like naruto you knew when naruto was getting crazy because the drums would kick in it was now you're just getting into halo which i've been playing a lot of rising fighting spirit baby yeah anyways um yeah or the the sinus and sorrow yes all of those songs, all of the iconic fight music mm-hmm. sets the tone for the scene. Yeah, you are expecting a fight scene when you hear that music. Not like Ren knows this one, Domestic Kanajo. <laughs> or a Domestic a, Girlfriend. You're having a very serious conversation. Your sister just left the house because she doesn't accept the parents' relationship. You're going out to console her and the music's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And super happy. And they're having a very serious, very serious, like emotional conversation and you're just like it was like a weird instrument too they like picked an accordion or some something like that but it was like a happy accordion yeah yeah Another, like a bassoon, uh, like a, bassoon. A, a real world example i guess you could do of this was you were playing halo 2 the other day and you were swapping back with, back and forth between the remastered <laughs> and the normal version and the old version had like this powerful like and then the remastered version is like, was it really? It was very happy. It was a happy banshee chase. You're flying through the level, and the original version is a very, very fast-paced guitar focusing on you know this chase. You're yeah, very much so. It's focusing on hitting the notes very powerfully because you're chasing. You're you're following this guy. In the updated version, it's like it's like you're going through a Sunday drive, going through a Sunday stroll. Man, I don't yeah, even know. It, it, it was. Almost reminiscent of original Dragon Ball, how it felt like the sound for that. Just very happy, like 
I'm gonna get this banshee. And then you go back to the original, like, I'm gonna fucking get this banshee. This motherfucker killed all my family. And then you're like, yeah. whoa, damn, what the fuck? Why is this so different? It, it's really weird because I can really cite no other example of the background music being poorly done in anime. Yeah, honestly, they do. Yeah. They're very meticulous. It's the, unsung, the unsung hero of the entire anime. Like, you have the show, you have the writing, you have all that. Everything could be perfect, but if the sound is, the background sound is off, it's a trap. It doesn't matter. The entire show is a wash like you're a filmmaker you know hey if this background music just takes away from the feel of the sound and like this is a completely different genre it's, yeah it's genre. completely it's completely off. For, for those of you who don't know i'm i am a filmmaker my name is Randon. now i'm a filmmaker i believe justin here is just starting out his filmmaking career also do you have any input on what to say about um this in regards to background music it plays a very key element like I said, the the listener not even realize that they're listening to music. The music, whatever the tempo is, whatever the mood, it sets the tone for whatever they're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can experiment with this for a little bit. For the films that I make for state parks, that's that's starting my my uh, videographer career, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing something that's a little bit of like we're cutting out a paper tarantula and here's how to make it. And I know that the person doing all the introductions and basically the tutorial on how to make this thing. She's very likes folksy music. So I'm like, okay, something that says a little something about her is kind of folksy more something just kind of like a little more folksier tone. And I kind of sense like, oh, like a little lighthearted, kind of a bright sort of thing. We're just cutting this out. We're just hanging out. You're learning a little something new while we talk about spiders or tarantulas that come out in this this factoid and that factoid over there. And it sets the tone rather than making the decision to either leave it uh, with no background music at all. Mm-hmm. Then it's just really awkward. It would, right? it would just be quite quiet it's like yes you're getting an introduction but then it's just like it's boring as we mentioned earlier something that will just throw any production that you're making um and make it not memorable or people not like it is definitely the music element that you put into it Mm -hmm. it's a tone um definitely what we're saying with uh, the enemy we were talking about where it's a very serious moment but then it's lighthearted in the back it's like you have conflicting feelings Mm -hmm. about this because they're talking about something serious but the music is more upbeat and if you have something that can be borderline whichever way you want it to go and then the the music that you throw behind it is it orchestrated with like violins and strings is it dramatic is it poppy is it you know exciting what is the music going to say about the scene how should the viewer feel about the scene going on you mentioned the word conflicted which makes me think that maybe domestic girlfriend was too big brain for our small brains zach that was are you saying oh wait it's Olin. so you're saying that he's because he's conflicted the music is conflicted yes actually could that be a possibility (sighs) you might have to rewatch it now i might have to rewatch it now i really don't want to rewatch it the only reason (laughs) i would rewatch it is for the opening and i could just find that on youtube opening is fantastic by the way yeah domestic girlfriend opening highly recommend actually that is a case where i went into the singer slash songwriter and i listen to more of her stuff right so you mm-hmm. do it yeah mm-hmm. i do it okay i just couldn't think of it earlier you sourced yeah. it well yeah, i sourced it okay then i have a question so Connor boone radio those are you those are bands and the, their music yeah. was taken and applied to the anime mm-hmm. yeah now let's take other cases where you have quintessential quintuplets yeah you have the main cast singing the opening. Is there one you prefer or does it matter? Because um, so I kind of like those touches where you have... Ca- that definitely gives it a, a sense of character. The entire show has like, oh, cool. Like there's... Because they're kind of like all music-y vibe. Well, it's an opening song. It's Of course, it's music. Well, yeah, I mean like the, char- <laughs> the, the characters themselves had like in the, in t- inside the show, they each had like a 
kind of like a music quirk. Like, or at least one had like cats. No, I, I mean, in that show, one was one was a recluse, one was introverted, one was uh, an actor or an actress, I should say. Uh, one was just like the average one of all five of them. Mm-hmm. One was the mean girl or the sundere, and one was the happy, upbeat one who was sportsy. And none of them really did any music, but all five of them played a part in the, in the opening. Yeah. Okay. So... So what Zach so what Zach is saying is do you do you prefer when they make the opening endings or whatever music in house meaning they use the characters and voice actor voice actresses or not to e- sing it or not oh. even that in like, character even. yeah yeah or not even that just play a part like uh like the ending to Tadakun oh yeah the ending to Tadakun was sung by the main female lead except for one episode where it was sung by the male lead and then they oh. they went back to it yeah and it was fantastically done it added a nice accent to one of the later sorry added a nice accent to one of the later episodes and it provided you this more melancholy because her version was very you know it's a female voice it's higher you know pitch is done higher the song is more upbeat and then his version in the male voice is somber it, it mm. it's the same song but you got a different emotional reaction that kind of sounds like a in the old show uh, t- uh teen titans they had two openings they had a, an english spoken one and they had the japanese one depending on which opening played was hey is this episode going to be depressing and dark or is it going to be up, upbeat and happy if it was in english it was going to be upbeat and happy and if it was japanese buckle <laughs> non-filler execute well, <laughs> i actually didn't know that <clears throat> yeah uh so i hardly ever noticed to be honest yeah because like for you they probably just like blended together a little bit mm-hmm. to like they also did that to me but like i uh, found that out a few years ago and, I, and then i started looking at different shows like i <clears throat> that um, sounds like we need to take a break for some water <laughs> yeah so water. we're going to take a short break this is your time okay. to get up grab a snack and grab a water sponsored by water. stay hydrated <laughs> we'll be back beverage or a nice cool break we're gonna get into how anime openings endings just music in general has influenced your listening pleasures outside of watching the anime so me growing up i listened to honestly a lot of like gangster rap 80s 90s gangster rap i listened to a lot of reggae and a lot of that genre so i was never really a rock type person or pop or whatever but watching anime really got me into rock and pop that was that was the opposite so i grew, grew up on classic rock and the beatles so whatever was my in my dad's cd collection was like anything from the classic rock era to the beatles and then once i started listening to anime that's when i was like oh well these are some more somber ballads and some some reggae and stuff like that so like i had the opposite music direction you? Well, you guys are so cool. I'm like nowhere near that. I just like listening to things that I like listening to. I can't put it into words. I do believe that I have started to enjoy rap in Japanese more than rap in English, mm-hmm. which is weird. I think there's a couple shows like Devilman Crybaby. There's a whole like opening sequence of one of the episodes where the guy's just spitting out a fire rap. I have no idea how, unless there was, without the subtitles, I was screwed. But I loved it. The, the flow. flow was cool. The animation, the visualization of it was cool. It's led me down this path of uh, a show called Hypnosis Mike, which is kind of cheesy, kind of dumb, but it's a whole anime about rap battles. And I'm 
totally about it. And I don't like I don't enjoy rap as much these days. Like I do enjoy eighties, nineties. There's some early two thousands I like, but mm-hmm. J rap's awesome. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you introduced that show to me, you're like in one phrase what would you describe the show as uh japanese is fuck rap <laughs> it's amazing it's it's phenomenal it's really interesting how music kind of developed in japan because for a while it was pretty secluded right until they the, you know the western influence or just outside influences yeah. came in and then suddenly they started taking these genres such as jazz and rock and all this all the ballads mm-hmm. and stuff and there's a really interesting study where the language you speak has a huge influence on the music that one would create for example in in english um words are composed of different consonants and a different amount of vowels compared to japanese where the vowel to consonant ratio is basically one to one it's so efficient mm-hmm. it's literally i would like in in ren's small teachings to me i'm like oh in kind of like from a native speaker i have no idea what they're saying but if you break it down i'm like this is really simplistic writing yeah it sounds very similar to the way they say it and i'm like english sucks. very phonetic yeah, it's English super sucks. phonetic. It's super phonetic. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we have like a twenty-seven letter alphabet, right? It's twenty-seven, right? Twenty-six. We have a alphabet, <laughs> and uh, each symbol is representative of how you would sound it out phonetically. Same thing in Japanese, except um, you start with the vowel line, a u e o, a i u e o, and then uh, to move down to add consonants, you just move down a whole letter line. Since so you start off with the k line. Then it's just ka, ki, ku, ke, ko. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps on going until all the letters are done. And it's always in pairs and combinations and stuff. But the way it sounds in music, the way um, everything is pronounced, um, it's very linear. It's very, um, there, there's a whole pattern to it. And there's a whole different texture, in my opinion. Especially in jazz. Japanese mm-hmm. jazz. Crazy. It's, it's tight. I love when they switch between languages. Like, I, and I can't even, I can't do that on the fly. To do that in a song on the fly... To make it rhyme and sound good to go from English to Japanese and back to English and then in a verse in a line, whatever, is so beautiful in my mind. And I love listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I throw it on a Spotify playlist and I continue to listen to it. Yeah, so there's uh, a group that I listen to, and I'm part of the Patreon for them because I really love their work. It's called J Music Unsolved. They uh, do video game music and anime music and in the style of, like jazz and stuff like that. They're like, Rocky, mm-hmm. anything within that bubble. And the main guy, he was uh, describing why Japanese jazz is kind of like the new Harlem Renaissance of like American jazz. And the reason why it sounds so, so somber to upbeat and like, because they start from a minor scale to a major scale. So like they go like in the inverse of what people normally think. And it's because of that, it allows so much more inflection of reflection of the soul, I think is what he called it. I haven't watched the video in a little bit, but the what he has a full video describing how the different styles of American jazz versus Japanese jazz and how they differentiate and how they're similar just is really fascinating. Are you referring to the Adam Neely video? Yes. Well, Adam Neely, like he was talking about it, but like he's talking about it on his streams as well. Oh, okay. okay. Do you have any? Yes. Um, something that I have noticed, and I may have spoken with you, Ren, mm-hmm. uh, before, is a lot of, well, I think the opening to a lot of animes is, I think it's kind of inspired, if we're thinking of a genre, I think it's very inspired by 
I would argue, punk music. Except Japanese punk music is a little bit different than, like, you know, our version. I'm thinking of, like, Blitzkrieg Bob, like, Green Day, uh, you know, like, bands like that one. In, like, Japanese, it's, um, or at least uh, for anime intros and stuff like that. There is definitely, if you look at the, the style that they're playing, drums, guitars, it is very much punk related. But it's almost more bright in the sense it's more lighthearted, depending on the anime that you're watching. And even they put more um, detail into, like, to, like, the poetry and make it seem more light and wavy. Um, and <clears throat> especially what we're saying about, you know, uh, there's definitely a rock metal or, um, sorry, a rock influence coming up, especially more recently in a lot of the animes. And I would argue, especially one song in particular, that the second I heard it, I automatically looked it up on Spotify. It's um, from the closing ending song from Hunter Hunter season two. It's a song by Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Just Away. And that is straight up Japanese progressive metal. Now, if you are unfamiliar with progressive metal, it is amazing. Of course, uh, metal artists are very talented and yet so underrated and not recognized for the amount of work that they put into it. But progressive metal, in a way, it's like you got regular metal, classic metal, and you combined it with jazz elements. And the way that jazz kind of works is everyone kind of gets their own solo. Um, there's an instrument with like, you know, piano, guitar, um, even drums. They'll just kind of riff off of each other, but they're, each of them have a point in the song where they're more pronounced. And that's where progressive metal comes in. It's very jazz related. It's not usually the same as metal that we grew up listening to, like 80s, 90s, 2000s, progressive metal. In the way, it's a lot like jazz music because each instrument is more pronounced at a certain part of the song. And especially, um, you know, the ending of Hunter Hunter season two, that music is something I instantly download it's like hey that's what we're listening to now in america it's like almost like japanese in america are working on this genre because it's still very underrated metal music has always been underrated but it's starting to get very much more popular mainstream. and even though yeah mainstream and hunter hunter is something that came out over 10 years ago i think Depending you know what version yes <laughs> in in that ways of like genre you know in the way that like the i think the jazz artists at least in america when that started coming out when anime started being watchable in america that's like was the jazz era I assume that's what you guys are talking about when jazz was getting more pronounced. Um, whereas like in America, we had that around like 20s, 30s. Um, so in that way, it was like Japan was a little bit delayed on taking on more of Western culture. But it seems like when it comes to rock, it's almost on the same level, I would argue. Well, it's really interesting to see the progression of Japanese music because um, we could take examples from the, the 80s mm -hmm. and 90s, especially um, just the way music kind of worked and the, the style of music that they created was very, very reminiscent of the American um, 20s to 40s, right? Just a lot more synthesizers, a lot more use of um, the modern day tech or back then mm. modern day tech, right? To create these sounds that we've we've really never heard before, like uh, sounds that are reminiscent of today's version of the uh, Atomome, something like that, that musical note shape oh, little instrument. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, that, whatever is that, that what is. what it's called? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. I just you called just it, it was the musical. I just called it the, the musical sperm. Honestly, <laughs> you're not wrong. I know. Yeah. I try not to be. It's just I didn't and know then, what it was called. <laughs> and then there's other instruments like the um, the electric flute, where it's played. Yeah, it can be played instrument. like a flute or like a recorder, and you can get all these other sounds. And like the keys are also like piano keys, and you you just get a multitude of different sounds and incorporate it into music mm -hmm. and incorporate it into jazz, which is something really, really wild in my opinion. I was just going to piggyback off something Justin was talking about when I had a friend and a friend in college who was classically trained in viola and he told me... The worst. 
the, the hatred the for the strings over here, I guess. So I'm just not gonna <laughs> violin just... is greater than viola. That's fine. Isn't the viola just a bigger violin? No, but it's memed on by the violin community. I, I, I is the fiddle memed on in the violin community? I don't know. Nobody talks about the fiddle. That's the, the fiddle the... is just a different way of playing the violin. Uh, whatever. Going back to my point. Back to me. All attention on me. Back to me. <laughs> back to me. No, um, he said before concerts, they would all listen to heavy metal. And I, really, it's a really big difference, right? You know, you have the very softer sounds of a viola violin mm-hmm. versus, you know, headbanging heavy metal. He's like, yeah, did Slipknot. We were listening to Korn. We were blasting out to so um, Gojira. And he told me the reason is, is the level of competency in playing heavy metal and orchestra music is the same. You have to be just as skilled on guitar as you do on violin if you were playing a concert uh, in an orchestra versus a heavy metal concert. Thank you. My point exactly. Yeah. It's super underrated. Super underrated. And they're so skilled. But the problem is, is people can't get past either the screamo, which I can understand. Screamo is, I can't listen to that either. Where they can't get past how heavy the sounds are. Because they're very grungy. Yeah. They're, they're very stark to your senses. You're hitting a lot of bass, a lot of, you know, screaming on the guitar, whining on the guitar, or a double snare, double bass drum. Literally a sound that just sounds metallic. Yeah. Yeah. But he he said if is the closest musical genre in comparison to skill level in playing. So would they listen to Metallica's concerts? Like no, they would just they would just listen to heavy like okay just songs that require you know a heavy understanding and a, and a skilled understanding of guitar and uh, drums because that would get them prepared for their concerts. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense because Metallica is very famous for doing their music in a classical setting. I thought you were about to say in anime. <laughs> That would, I want to uh, watch oh, that. Cool. There, side note, there is a joke that almost every Fall Out Boy song could be slapped on top of an anime intro and it would fit. Yeah, actually, I could see that. Yeah, somebody... I could put, see I don't care on, like, in front somebody of Somebody put uh, Phoenix on top of the second Attack on Titan intro. Fits perfectly. Huh. I was going to say Century would be great for... Um, They've also uh, done that yeah. one as mm-hmm. well. Oh, they have? Oh, okay. Be yeah. To it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's just kind of like a tiny joke about how that music can work but Metallica has extremely high technical music and they've translated that perfectly to classical concerts like I've watched that concert many many times they're doing another one and they're also doing a, they're also creating their music in a classical format for a Disney movie right now yeah getting off topic from anime but I have to ask what movie not released yet that does not help nope nope okay understandable yeah, I understand. heard that on the radio two days ago <laughs> anyway so Metallica and classical yeah the the skill translation I can see very easily and like that translation from different artists into like anime like can be do can do that it's gonna be the, a good one to edit out yeah joke's on you I'm it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, get used to the brain farts, folks. Anyways, the translation from punk metal to classical string music and stuff like that can be very easily translated into anime, like how we've been saying before. Another uh, good translation of classical music to classical-esque music into a heavier setting of vocals and stuff like that, JoJo's. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the first intro and the second intro, are have a lot of strings and horns and stuff like that that would be found in like classical music. But also, the vocals and the driving force of the song, the main singer, whose name escapes me right now, just... That, he's just... 
such a bassy sound, but it's such a driving force of the song. That's one of those shows where I can't, I physically can't skip the intro because the song is so good. But the drawback to the first season of JoJo's is it's the entire intro spoils the first season completely. It tells you exactly what's going to happen right when it happens. You're like, okay, cool. I see the dog and I see this dude climbing some stairs and like I see a mask and then you're like, all right, cool. They're vague enough to where you doesn't you don't put two and two together until it happens and you're like, wait a second, I've seen this before. I saw this five minutes ago in the intro. Each episode more, you're like, (laughs) okay, cool. Thanks for spoiling the entire first season intro. So piggybacking off of that, is there any anime, like like you said, you just couldn't skip the intro. Do we have any other anime that are like that for ourselves personally? (laughs) There's many. Way too many. Way too many. Um, Way too many. Aka 13 is an intro that I've never skipped. For a 12 episode series wrong, never skipped that intro once. There are a few good Naruto intros. The intro to Soul Eater, I believe, I've never skipped. And Your Lie in April, I've never skipped. Hmm. Interesting. Noragami, season one and two. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a fond place in my heart for Quintessential Quintuplets, because I've already mm. talked about it. I love that opening. Tadakun is Will Never Find Love, I think is the translation. Yeah, Tadakun Will Never Find Love. Oh, Chetty John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chair chan or benchkun? Yeah. Benchkun? No, benchkun uh, ben- is um, from something different. Or a suki? Or a suki? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I'm thinking. I'm getting <laughs> also an intro that goes hard. Also an intro that goes hard. I'm getting that cross between uh, or suki and origaru. Oh, oregairu. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm white. I'll always say these bad. How about you, other white person? <laughs> Off the top of my head, again, uh, the more pop culture relevant one is uh, My Hero, but that is also because it has a nice visual element. Which opening? All of them. All of them? Yeah. Uh, uh, you never skip them? I mean, no. they're all bangers. The Day is one of my favorites. I think that's two. Uh, intro three, when they're the... Uh, sports festival one. Turn that mark. one goes hard. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the one that's coming out now um, or for uh, season three. And they show it's funny because this is a show where they actually um, want you to draw in and pick your favorite. Like even Bakugo Bakugo points it out um, during you know the the swimming pool episode. But um, he's like, get out of my way, extras. And it's just like, yeah, like <laughs> there's like there's like you know the big three of class one A, you know mm-hmm. Deku Bakugo and um, and Todoroki, and then there's a, like all the extra characters and it's just like it's cool watching the intro um to each season because they visually they change it up i mean music wise they change it up too and it's just fun to watch all that because it's like you can actually tie into each of all these characters that they may have not put that much development into but it's just like what instrument would they play if they were to play an instrument and that's something that they solve in season three you have like bakugo doing his like explosion is getting out of the scene because he hates everyone he has like a triangle or like maracas or something like that you know and it's just like that that is what he would play even though he plays drums yeah. for the concert um and which then, that one uh, for original songs that yes. called hero 2 i have cried uh well in Physical the context tears. oh in the context of the anime it's a fantastic like that scene's so emotional and like it's great but just the song by itself chrissy costanza does it, it oh yeah it's she's in the the credit for the song she does the english version for um jiro with a character that sings um love me chrissy costanza she yeah she's fantastic because you know the song I I well it. the song is all in english Hero 2. Yeah, it's done. Um, which, if you, it's on Spotify, if you haven't listened to it, no, give it a listen. It Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's even the original music for this show. They do a really good job. I mm. love it. Yeah, that is, um, at least for me, one that I instantly downloaded the playlist and just played it as a bop. And then certain ones I was able to tie in what happens in that episode 
when they play that even like the where they just play the the music and then you can fill in you know all might saying go beyond blast ultra and you know yeah. i feel like every episode i'm just gonna say how great side note when you say the plus ultra mm-hmm. do you watch my hero dubbed or sub? subbed okay. and then I might watch it in dubbed because I I can appreciate both. <laughs> um, I see judgments. No, 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 he's, no. He's, he's very happy. He's very happy. Oh, that's happy. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's, I've converted. Oh, that, I've oh con- that's happy. I've converted another one. You look menacing because you're doing this with my your favorite reaction I've ever heard out of somebody saying I watched subbed over dubbed was you, Zach, because you had the greatest response without even thinking. I, well, I don't think that's the that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, Wait, no, what was his response? Because I've oh, said yeah. a lot do of dumb watch, things. Do you watch subbed or dub? And you said sub because I can re- read. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I can read. Oh god, I was. Crying I got over me. the one inch barrier that was holding <laughs> everyone back. <laughs> Listen, man, it's not speed reading. You can literally pause it and see. I mean, yeah. Also, it's the action on the screen is not going to take away from you like taking a second to read. The subtitles. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're we're getting off base, but it is. It's I an guess, important thing. Yeah, it's sound design. Because sorry to cut you off, but yeah. um, science has proven that your brain can like read and process stuff faster than people actually talking. Yeah. So when people who are outside are like, "Why do you put subtitles on when you're watching a show?" It's like because you guys talk over it, and I can't understand what they're saying because you guys are mm-hmm. talking. But that's just a family issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, some like if you're watching like a like a. Welsh or a British TV show, like you can't understand those people for shit. No. Oh yeah, because they'll. I mean, if they're talking to you, they're gonna they're gonna dial back the dialect to make you understand it. But when yeah, a British person speaks to another British person, oh, you're getting every British slang. You're getting mm-hmm. all of the the shortens, the abbreviations, the differences. The Cockney man's not hot. Man's not hot. Quarter panda with cheese, yeah. Quarter panda. Yeah. But yeah. What? <laughs> so you say quarter panda for saying quarter pounder. Quarter panda. Oh. I think they would order. I thought you said uh, they would. They'd say they'd order a royale with cheese. I thought okay. you said I caught a panda with cheese. That's pretty Quarter close, panda yeah. panda with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. That's, that's the beauty of subtitles. You never miss a beat. Yeah. And speaking of subtitles, in some shows, when they're like musically inclined, like if a character is singing on the show, they might have stylized subtitles because they they know like, oh, oh fucking they, yeah, oh, other yeah. than Japanese people are going to be watching the show. Let's fucking make it cool for them. Like, I can't remember one off the top of my head. I want to say. Uh, there's one in, there's an example in Food Wars. Yes. When Megumi, anytime Megumi slips her country accent. Oh, her Kansai? Yeah. No, her, it's not Kansai, is her it? Her Hokkaido accent. Hokkaido. Yeah. They do the subtitles in like uh, an American Southerner. Like, uh, she's going to be talking like this and like that. Like, this is like the equivalent of what they're going to Do they put brackets like Southern accent? No, or is it no. It's just, it's, it's, it's it's just like, switches. You'll see it switch instead of saying you all, there's y'all. It oh, literally has yeah. like the, you know, because if you hear someone from the South, it's going to be those the yeah. short abbreviations. Yeah. Instead, instead of I'm going to get the pan, it's I'm going. Um, I'm going to get the pan. Yeah, I'm going to get I'm the pan. I'm fixing to pick up the pan. Yeah, something. They say fixing a lot. Yeah. And while we're the well, not in Hawkeye. Oh. Well, we have <laughs> a real Southerner right here. Yes, sir. Mason. Texas. Texas. Born and raised. Well, born. My house is like an embassy <laughs> in Texas. Not raised. My house is an embassy in Texas. I go there back all the time. Anyways, but on the topic of Food Wars, that's also another great topic. Of You know how you were talking about earlier, Bakugo was playing like maracas and stuff like that. Something like, like that. In that in that intro. That's yet to be confirmed. I need to look at it. He was playing at something other than sometimes. But in the Food Wars fifth plate, Oh, he was playing harmonica. It was harmonica. That's hilarious. That's why he was using both his hands to blast out. He had the harmonica that had oh, like a neck hand, strap. Yeah, that's so right. He could just, yeah. 
Those are not Morocco. <laughs> he was playing something. He was just like very anyways, simple and subtle. So the final season for Food Wars, the fifth plate, it that that intro start off with like these puppet show kind of thing for everybody. Like that's how they were stylizing like a slideshow puppet kind of thing. But each person was playing a different instrument. So each character had an instrument that was relatively kind of close to their character. Like you remember? I do, and I'm I'm picturing it in my head, but I can't remember each individual instrument. I do remember that it was, it was individualized, like a marching band kind of but thing. it was individualized to their style. Yeah, each like Sukasha Aishi is, uh, which is one of the characters. He's a French style cooker, so he played the violin. I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, and his his cooking instrument is a long grate. It's like he uses it for grating, and it's like two feet long. It's like a sword. Yeah, he yeah. uses it like a like a rapier. Uses like reposting and and uh, jabbing. And that's there, how he cuts things. There's a yeah. character nice. that is a complete side character. He has like quote unquote main protagonist hair, covers the eyes. You can't. Is that Kuga? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So he specializes in smoking things. So oh no 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 that's uh, Ibisuki Kuga the, is the Chinese cuisine. Oh yeah, okay my my apologies but so this guy he's specialized in smoking woods and meats and all these different things and he specifically uses cherry wood and all these different woods and that are apparently located only in Texas, according to the show, which I didn't know was only located in Texas because I use it all the goddamn time. All the terminology that he was doing is like, yep, I did that last week. That is accurate. I know exactly what you're talking about because I actually do that. And he, he not- uses drums mm-hmm. to get back onto the point. He uses I, I was like, I wondered where this point was going because you went to smoking and you were thinking about barbecue yeah. and your so Texas like, brain kicked in. Yeah, so, so he uses drums. Uh, he uses like a big old bass drum. So like in Texas, they have like where they have parade, they have like, or college football they the marching band has like the big bass drums that like are on the chest he uses that he's just in the very back of the line just like bum 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 but that's i just wanted to talk about that I like the movie drum line sure i got very concerned when you started bringing up texas and football man because that state will kill you if you don't talk good about texas football there's a god football and barbecue not necessarily in that order absolutely it's totally the not day. the topic that's, we were talking about but that's 100 percent the order um i think we're running out of time here so we'll have to pick this up the next recording i do want to get into more subjects of music especially anime that deals with music like euphonium sound tune in next time we'll talk about more of that we'll talk about other things thank you for listening to the anime enthusiast podcast i'm renan i'm zach mason justin catch you next time